Let's go. Here we go. Tom Brady's up. Tommy, how you doing today? Pretty good, Jim. Just, uh, you know, it's a Monday after a season-ending loss, so as well as you can be in a circumstance like that. So good part was I had waffles with the kids this morning. Uh, the bad part is we're not practicing this week, but as is always the end of the year, it comes to kind of an abrupt halt. And, um, you know, it's a tough part about football season. We wanted to win. We've, we played hard. We fought hard. We had a good week of prep. Just in, in the end, uh, you know, just didn't do enough to get the job done. And how are you processing this abrupt end? Uh, first time that you've been on the receiving end of losing on the last play of a game in the playoffs. So I've lost 12 postseason games. So I've lost in the wild card round, divisional round, championship round, as well as the uh, Super Bowl. And none of them feel good. So, um, you know, you get to the end and even with the four teams that remain, three of the four will have the same feeling that I have today. And it's disappointment and it's, you know, it's just part of losing. And part of part, part of playing the game is losing. And, uh, you know, it's winning too. And you got to take the good with the bad. How would you describe the way your team played uh, against the Rams? You know, obviously we got behind early. It wasn't exactly the way that uh, we wanted it to go. We wanted to go the opposite way. We wanted to get ahead and play from a lead. We just played really poorly in the first half and uh, was was down quite a bit and then really clawed our way back, um, got some really huge turnovers from our defense, and then put ourselves in a position to tie the game there in the last minute. And uh, the Rams ran a couple good plays there at the end. They hit a a little outcut to Cooper Cup, and then they they hit him on a post down the middle of the field uh, and got down to, to kind of chip shot field goal range. It was a tough way to lose, you know, but at the same time, it's, you know, in the end, it's always tough to lose. I don't care any way you lose. You lose on a last second field goal. You lose on a Hail Mary. You lose by 31 points. It's all going to feel the same in the end. So you're down 27 to three and everybody thinks this game's kind of over, except it's you on the field and you're not with the Patriots anymore, but everybody harkens back to, 28 to three against the Falcons and you figured out a way to win that game in overtime 27 three gets tied 27 what are you thinking at that moment with those 48 seconds left it all happened pretty quickly you know not only for the fans but for the players too so you're adjusting to the situation like everyone else and we were you know last 15 minutes of the game played really good football we got defensive turnovers we kind of moved the ball offensively we were losing bodies left and right we lost a couple receivers you know, and, you know, I just kept saying, let's, we got to get to a one score game in the fourth quarter. And we got to a one score game with just over three minutes left. So we ended up scoring there with Lenny on the third and one, or excuse me, on the fourth and one. And, uh, you know, we felt like, all right, this is, we put ourselves in a good position. But at the same time, you know, you know, just even looking at the Buffalo, Kansas City game, a lot of things can happen in a short period of time. And it doesn't take much. You know, we ran an outcut with Cooper cup and our, our guy who was covering him, Sean Murphy bunting, you know, he slips on the field, you know, he's got good leverage on the play. And in the end, you know, you you slip and, you know, it ends up being a, a relatively, um, you know, a, a throw and catch. So it's just, it's football, you know, there's a lot of things that go into winning and losing. There's a lot of things that go into a successful play and into a successful game. You know, it, I think everyone is a part of winning and everyone's a part of losing. And that's just the reality of sports, especially pro football. So we're going to get into some specifics, uh, a few anyway. How different would it have been if that was a first down? The officials who, 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 in my opinion, inserted themselves way too much in this game. 
We'll talk about that more a little bit later. You go from thinking you have first down with less than a minute on whatever yard line you're on, um, inside the 10, to now having to make a fourth down unbeknownst to you and they stop the game. How much does that change the amount of time left that you would have given the Rams? That's a good question. And we, we knew we had we had quite a bit of time when we got the ball back on that drive. We were in no rush to score. And then we got the ball in the short yard situations, knowing that we still had to put the ball in the end zone. And we had a second play called in the huddle after we, we know we're going to get that first down. Lenny ended up running it in. So, you know, we still needed to score. We knew that. Um you know, Lenny broke away and then and then ran in. And, you know, we left them a decent amount of time with one timeout left. So, you know, you got to, I think offensively, you just got to try to score. That's the reality of that situation. I don't think you can be too cute because there's times where I've been on, we tried to be a little too cute a few times in my Patriot career and we just came up short. We never even got the ball in the end zone. So at some point, you just got to get the ball in the end zone. You got to go play for play defense. And we went up against a good offense and Cooper Cups had, 1900 yards receiving this year you know and he made a great play and matt made a great throw and then matt made another great throw to cooper right down the middle of the field so there was a um you know good execution by them you know they deserved the the credit for that and they they did a good job in the, in the really situational moments they needed to make the plays in so we saw a lot this weekend the thrill of victory and the agony of defeat um we've talked on this show over the past decade um wins and losses, the Super Bowl wins, the seven, which are well chronicled, and uh, the three that you haven't won, as well as some other championship games. How long will this stay with you? How, how, much, how much do the losses hurt? How long do they stay comparatively to the wins that you have forever? I think in the, in the short term, the losses hurt more. And in the long term, the wins mean more. And I think the wins you're, you know, yeah, you think about the ones that got away. And I think I thought about that. Obviously, the Giants Super Bowl in 07 was the one. That's probably the only one that I could go, man, that one really would have been incredible. But, um, you know, in the short term, they all hurt because, you know, they're such a big part of you. And we were hoping to wake up today and be working. And you're not. And you just, you know, you kind of proceed with what's going on in your life. And in the long term, you know, you're able to celebrate Super Bowl championships for the rest of your life. So those are pretty amazing. And I blessed I've been to be a part of, you know, seven championship teams that were all different. They all had unique experiences. Our team this year had a lot of unique experiences. This was quite a journey we were on and we overcame a lot of adversity. Um, and in order to win the final game of the year, and you get to this point where there were eight games starting the weekend. Now there's only four, all four of those teams had chances to win. Tennessee had chance to win. Green Bay certainly had their chances to win. You know, we had some chances to win and uh, Buffalo certainly did. But you know what? We didn't. And that's that's just how it goes. You just don't. You, you try, you give it everything you got and you, do, and you come up short. Like I said before, there's four teams left. Three of those teams are going to be feeling like they came up short, too. So, you know, when you start the year, you got 32 teams that have a lot of hope. There's probably in the end, probably 10 of those teams that have a legitimate chance of getting the job done. And there's a lot of reasons why you get to this point and not. And out of those 10, uh, one of them ultimately come through and win it. So the chances of winning are pretty slim and it takes a lot to get there. And you see the teams that are probably a little bit head and shoulders above everyone else, like the
The Chiefs are a good example of that. Over the last four years, they've been in four championship games. They're definitely doing things at a higher level than anyone else. It doesn't mean they're unbeatable. It just means that they've been much more consistent over a period of time than these other teams. So, you know, Buffalo was in the championship game last year. They're doing things really well. Um, Cincinnati's kind of a newcomer. Um, so it's a little bit, you know, it's just, I think what you saw with these four games is there's a lot of people that still love watching football because there's so much unpredictability to what's going on in these games. And they're really a joy to be a part of. I really enjoy that. And even though I said the other week, you know, I'd rather, I'd rather play and lose than not play at all, you know? And, um, you know, as much as a losing hurts, it's much more enjoyable for me to be in the arena than not in the arena. So what was it you enjoyed exactly? The process of this? Because we, we can hear it yeah. in your voice and, and we know the pain that you have of, of losing and the emotion of it, uh, how much you put into it, your teammates uh, and the other teams as well. What yeah. is the joy today? Mm, I think the joy is just the work, you know, the reflection of the work that you put in and the relationships that you had with your teammates and what you went through. And there's so much that goes unseen with what we're trying to accomplish. You know, people only see the three hours on Sunday. It's us, it's full-time job. You know, it's a full-time commitment every day of the week with a group of people that you care a lot about. So you have a lot of conversations. You sit in the quarterback room. You know, you sit with, the, with, with Byron and you're on the practice field and you're having a great time with your friends. And no one sees those moments, you know, and those six days of the weeks are a lot of fun, you know, and then you get to the game day and there's a lot that goes into it. And that's your day of performance. That's probably yeah, it's fun, but there's a lot of anxiety. There's a lot of uh, frustration. There's a lot of other things as well. So, I mean, I love practicing. I've always enjoyed practicing. I think that's really some of the most fun parts of football season. The games, and I've said that before, they become a little bit of a relief when you get older rather than, you know, the thrill of victory. You know, they become kind of a relief of victory. And then, you know, the defeats can sting pretty bad and they and they hurt for a while. And last night was you know, a very, very, you know, shitty night's rest, like it was for probably most of our families and ourselves. But, um, you know, in the end, you wake up and having some experience about losing in the playoffs, you know, you try to, you realize the sun's coming up the next day and you better get on with, uh, you know, the other aspects of your life that have been neglected for the last six months. Jim Gray with Tom Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by Del Frisco's Double Eagle Steakhouse, serving the highest quality steaks and seafood with exceptional hospitality. Visit DelFriscos.com for reservations at one of our 16 locations worldwide. Tom, you were on the last team that was able to repeat. We've seen how hard it is. Um, the factor of injuries to a team trying to repeat. You're decimated. Your offensive line was decimated. It was the first time your defense was together as a starting unit. You brought back all 22 from last year. It was the first time they were all on the field was yesterday in a playoff game. You also lost your receivers. We've, we've been through all those guys who are gone. Um, when there is a salary cap and everybody's on that even playing field, injuries change the entire complexion of a team. How do you deal with that aspect of it? Because the workload and the effort has been the same, but then you're playing with folks you haven't played with. So it's, a, it's obviously a great question, and, and a lot of um... – it comes up every year with kind of different parts of the injury bug, you would say. Um, some years it's maybe a little better than others, but ultimately it's always a demolition derby. 
and you're going to lose guys over the course of the year. Um, I mean, yeah, we had a lot of guys nicked up over the course of the year. And obviously this last game, we lost Tristan. That was a big, uh, you know, Tristan did a great job at right tackle for us all year. So, you know, we're not the only, I think the point is we're not the only team that's affected by it. You know, every team is affected by it to a degree. If you look at the Rams, you know, they lost Robert Woods to a torn ACL. That's a pretty big injury for them. You know, they lost safeties. They lost linebackers. You know, every, everything gives you a little more margin of error, a little less margin of error when you talk about injuries. So, you know, I really believe that you got to do your best to try to avoid the non-contact injuries, you know, and then when you get injured, you got to try to get back as quickly as possible. And I've literally written a book on that. So, um, you know, I've been able to do that, you know, year in and year out. The TB12 method. It's been, uh, I put a lot of heart and soul into that. And it's, it's, uh, I think what I realized about that though, is people really want to do what they want to do up to their tolerance. You know, we get so, so set in our behavioral patterns over a period of time. It's very difficult for us to break our behaviors unless you're really tired of kind of the, the spot you're in. And then when people are in, in tired of that spot, they want to, okay, now I want to make a change. So, um, you know, it's the beautiful part about life. Everyone gets to choose how they want to go about things. And, I did, I, I've always said, you know, beyond football, the one thing I really want to instruct people to do is give them a lot of good advice on how to take care of their bodies. Cause I wouldn't be playing football if it wasn't for uh, the incredible work that Alex and I do together. Um, you know, the different disciplines we need behaviorally to, you know, put ourselves in a position to compete every week, week in and week out. And I'm um, just been very fortunate to finish a season very healthy at the age of 44. Much more with Tom Brady. When we continue right here on Let's Go, Let's Go is brought to you by USAA Insurance. We're dedicated to helping the military community protect what they've worked hard for with insurance that meets their high standards. Get the coverage you deserve. USAA Insurance. USAA. We'll be back with so much more with Tom Brady talking about what's next. Stay with us right here on Let's Go on Sirius XM. Hey, everybody, this is Lindsay Rhodes. And with the NFL playoffs underway, what better time than now to check out my podcast, The NFL Road Show? We're going to break down the biggest games, key players, every angle in between with guests that go past the low-hanging fruit and get to what you really need to know. We'll have new episodes every Monday and Thursday all the way through Super Bowl 56 in my hometown of Los Angeles. So please subscribe today wherever you stream your podcasts or listen on the SXM app included with most subscriptions. Welcome back to Let's Go. I'm Jim Gray along with Tom Brady as we continue here. Let's Go is brought to you by Ring Alarm. No illegal procedure today, Tommy. He was he was all over it. On it. On it. Just like a snap count. It's true. Ring has an award-winning alarm with professional monitoring that you can install yourself in minutes. Go to ring.com forward slash let's go for a special offer on Ring Alarm today. That's ring.com forward slash let's go tom yesterday uh, you were given an unsportsmanlike conduct penalty for the first time in your 22 year career you were hit on your lip on a helmet to helmet play drew a little blood you went up to sean hockley uh, the referee let him know that he missed the call uh, his response was to flag you for 15 yards one of three unsportsmanlike penalties 
uh, that uh, Mr. Hockley decided to throw yesterday. I'm going to say this. Referees should not be inserting themselves into games. When you get to a championship level, it's supposed to be decided by the players. You must have rabbit ears. The best NBA officials, the best boxing officials, the best NFL officials, ignore it. You kidded around about ignoring this for 22 years last week on Let's Go, but it wasn't ignored yesterday. What is your feeling on that? I've made mine clear. I, uh, I obviously felt like, you know, I got hit, you know, on the chin and, uh, I felt like he missed in the end, a clear penalty. Um, so I screamed at him to throw the flag and he did, but I guess I need to be more specific with who he needs to throw the flag on. So, um, (laughs) I got a nice bruise under my chin and, you know, it's part of football and we overcame it. And it is the first time in 22 years to get flagged that was pretty uh that was pretty comical to me and, and the same thing happened with Ndamukong Sue uh he was he was kicked on a play by Matthew Stafford yeah. pointed at him yeah and why does the officiating have to get involved in that just call the game if there's penalties there's penalties yeah but this whole thing then we see Tyreek Hill at the end of the game uh, for the Chiefs he's clearly taunting and that's ignored so there's zero consistency in this um, and it shouldn't even be called. I don't think that unless you push a referee or abuse them to the point where they feel physically threatened, that these flags should ever yeah. come out. It's a bad policy. Yeah, and I think, yeah, and I think some of it's you know the the predetermined aspect of what you can feel as a player sometimes. You know that they were, you know, waiting to to do something like that. Um, you know, and I think I agree, you know, the referees have a difficult job, but at the same time, you know, the players have a difficult job too. So, um, you know, we're all trying to do the best we could do. If I feel like, you know, they miss a call, I want to let the guy know, you know, and I've done that literally a thousand times over the course of my career and never got called. And, um, you know, in this instance, you know, before I could realize it, the flag was thrown. And I was looking at the guy like, are are you kidding me? Are you, you know, I didn't cuss. I didn't do any of those things other than identify to him that, but whatever, you know, the the good part is we overcame it. I threw a completion of Leonard Fournette on the next play and moved on. But, um, you know, it's a, uh, it it just kind of shake my head at it. Sports person of the year. Unsportsmanlike (laughs) conduct. Not not yesterday, it wasn't. At least in his mind, I wasn't. I guess that's the circle of life. Hakuna Matata? (laughs) Where's Simba when you need him? Um, Exactly. Let's Go is brought to you by GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Now online in Michigan and New Jersey, play your favorite online slots or table games like Blackjack, Roulette, with more than 700 games to choose from. Only at Golden Nugget Casino. Dot com. Tom, you were asked right after the game, what's next? Um, you said you're going to take some time and uh, you will decompress. Uh, when will you begin that process and, and how will that go with your review? Well, I think the point is there's no really rush for me to, uh, to figure out what's next. Um, you know, I'll know when I know. And um, it's, to, it's a day after the season. So I think for all of us, you know, we can all decompress a bit. It's been six straight months of football every day consumed by uh, 
you know, day in and day out football. And I think now it's just some time to spend some time with my family and spend some time with, you know, my kids and, uh, you know, hi, Vivi. I can't hear you. You said, hi, Vivi. Hi. It's my little angel, you know, get some time with her and make, we had waffles together this morning, which is really nice. And you know what? I think as I've gotten older, I think the best part is, is football is extremely important in my life. And it means a lot to me. And I care a lot about what we're trying to accomplish as a team. And I care a lot about my teammates. And the biggest difference now that I'm older is I have kids now too, you know, and I care about them a lot as well. And, uh, you know, they've been my biggest supporters. My wife is my biggest supporter. You know, it pains her to see me get hit out there. And, um, you know, she deserves what she needs from me as a husband. My kids deserve what they need from me as a dad. And, um, you know, I'm going to spend some time with them and give them what they need because they've really been giving me what I need the last six months to do what I love to do. And, you know, I said this a few years ago, it's, you know, it's a, it's what relationships are all about. It's not always what I want. It's what we want as a family. And, uh, you know, I'm going to spend a lot of time with them and, and then, uh, you know, figure out in the future, what's, what's next. And we've had a lot of fun with this, and you've taken it all in stride and, and, and been a great sport about it. You're 44 years old, Tom. You're playing professional football <laughs> with guys half your age. You know, yeah. you're, you're taunting guys now. Ask your dad about me. I played against him. Um, <laughs> but you're 44 years old. You're, you, you've said you wanted to play till 45. Um, this year, you were at the top of your game. You led all the statistical categories for quarterbacks. So it's clear you can still continue to play this game at the level you want to play. You don't suck. And that's when you said you'd quit. Yeah. So it kind of comes down to what you just mentioned about family. Would you like a farewell tour? Would you like to be able to say goodbye? Would you like to compete one more time and know that you're taking it all in, in that vein, as opposed to possibly just leaving and, and not having that preparation? Mm, I think that would be distracting for me. You know, I'm really a ultimate, you know, my, my enjoyment comes from not a recognition of kind of what I've accomplished as a player in the league. My enjoyment comes from the competition. So more so than anything, even yesterday, I was thinking about competing. I was thinking about, you know, this whole year about competing. I wasn't thinking about anything other than that. So when the time comes to think about post-career and second career, I'll think about those things. And, and, um, you know, it's just when you're 44, I guess you get asked about that a lot. And, you know, a lot of people thought I was done playing football in 2015. You know, a lot of people in 2016 said, you're done. A lot of people in 2018, after I lost the, when I left the Patriots, they said, you're done, you know? So you had a boss in 2000 who thought you'd never make it. So you would be done before you started. Yeah, exactly. So, you know, I think it's, for me, it's a, uh, you know, every year I just have to make sure that I'm have the ability to commit to what the team really needs. And that's a, that's a really important to me. The team, the team doesn't deserve anything less than my best. And if I feel like I'm not committed to that, or I can't play at a championship level, then you got to give someone else a chance to play. And, uh, you know, we'll see, you know, again, there's a long time between now and the start of next football season. And, you know, I've got to really figure those things out, which is probably natural for anyone. And at the same time, I would say this, we never know what's going to happen in the future. We really don't. I mean, Kobe Bryant, a friend of ours, God rest his soul. You know, you think you're going to live forever. We're not. We think we're going to play forever. We're not. What can we do? We can enjoy the moments that we have. And as 
as difficult as it was to lose the game yesterday, I was glad I played in it. And I was glad I was a part of it. And as challenging as the season was, I was glad I played and glad I participated, you know, because I'm living my life and I'm not just counting the days. So my days are meaningful to me. I'm going to try to keep them meaningful to me. And, um, you know, in the meantime, I'm going to do as best I can to enjoy, you know, the time that I have not playing football because that's equally important. Playing football, I get so much joy from. I love it. But not playing football, there's a lot of joy in that for me also now, too, with my kids getting older and seeing them develop and grow. So um, all these things need to be considered, and, and they will be. And, you know, the, the funny part is I always said most guys retire and then move to Florida. I'm already in Florida, so <laughs> it's really confusing even to me. <laughs> Final thought on this, because there's there's two lines that you could go with in your head and and what the fans and the public would think as well. One line of thinking is he could never live with leaving the game like that. A comeback that fell just short after such a stellar career. The other line of thinking is, God damn, I can be so proud of that. Depleted, all the stuff that went on, down 27 to 3, and we fell just a hair short, and I wasn't on the field. Couldn't, couldn't do anything about it when it ended. And and that's just the way it is. So I can leave proud and satisfied. Um, how would you respond to that? It, 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 could you could you leave proud and satisfied, or would that always linger with you this last loss? I would say I'm proud and satisfied of everything we accomplished this year. So I know when I give it my all, that's something to be proud of. And I've literally given everything I had this year, last year, the year before that, the year before that. Like I don't leave anything half-assed you know I think I leave it with everything that I have my physical being I work really hard on that I feel like I give everything I can to my teammates although you know it is divided attention as you get older because there's different priorities and responsibilities in life and um, you know I have things happening outside of football that require some time and energy not a ton but you know the kids require time and energy and that's enjoyable for me too so again it's a uh you know, I'll know when the time is right and there's no rush to make a decision. So, um, you know, we'll just see. Any athlete will tell you it helps to work with an expert for buying or refinancing a home. Your expert is an independent mortgage broker. You can find one at findamortgagebroker.com. It's powered by United Wholesale Mortgage, LLC, Equal Housing Lender, NMLS, number 3038, licensed in all 50 states and the District of Columbia. That's findamortgagebroker.com, powered by United Wholesale Mortgage. There were some other games this weekend. Um, you got home, I think, in time to see the end of the uh, the Chiefs and the Bills. What a spectacular yeah. display. As just a fan uh, who has a tremendous amount of knowledge sitting there watching this, what was your impression and thoughts on that? Yeah, incredible finish to an amazing game of two teams that both equally deserve to win based on what they did, and unfortunately just one of them moves on. So in football, we don't get seven-game series where, you know, it's not the best of seven. It's one game. And um, both teams played spectacular, certainly at the end, and both teams rose to the occasion. And um, in the end, the Chiefs made a couple more plays than the than the Bills did. The Bills, I mean, they didn't go down without a fight. And Josh Allen played one of the great games I've seen a quarterback play in a long time. And Patrick played another incredible game like he always does and has for a long time. So They've done a great job, the Chiefs, over a period of years, and they're really building on it. And there's a level of consistency they have, and they believe that they're in every game till the end. And, um, you know, you got to give them a lot of credit for that. Um, 
you know, I'm sure the bills are crushed and they definitely had some opportunities there with 13 seconds left to put, you know, some, some, you know, to really make it difficult for the, for the chiefs. And the reality is they didn't, and they gave chiefs easy opportunities to move the ball, whether they kick it deep and whether they, everyone can second guess those things. It's sometimes challenging in the moment, but um, you know, all those things now are second guessed when you move forward in the next season. So it's hard to get to the final eight. It's really hard to get to the final four. It's extremely difficult to get to the final two. And it's a monumental task to be the final one that's left standing. And uh, that's just, that's pro sports and that's NFL football. Chuck Daly, who was the coach of the dream team and the Pistons championship coach. Uh, I think I've told you this before, but to share it with the audience used to say to win a championship in the NBA takes the combination of an act of Congress colliding with an act of God. And well, Congress same. can't get along and acts of God are few and far between. So uh, it's really hard to win. And now over in the NFC, uh, the 49ers, uh, your former backup, Jimmy Garoppolo, helped you win a championship uh, a few years ago along with Jacoby Brissett. Uh with the Patriots, he now has an opportunity to advance again to a Super Bowl, uh, playing against the Rams and Aaron Rodgers and the Packers, who had the best record in the National Football League. Uh, they don't advance. Um, it's 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 a vicious struggle, Tom. For as great as Aaron was this year, uh, yeah. he's not going to be in a Super Bowl again. Yeah, and I think it's a uh, you know, Coach Belichick always had a good line. He said, "It's not where you play in the playoffs; it's how you play." And, you know, you, you have an incredible regular season like the Packers did. Number one seed, playing at home, they get them in the cold weather, and it's a, just a game where things don't go the way you want. And they had a great drive to start the game. San Francisco really tightened screws and then did a great job of keeping Green Bay from scoring. They got a couple special teams plays. And next thing you know, an underdog Niners team goes into Green Bay and Lambeau and wins on their turf and their weather against, you know, one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL. So you never know how they're going to go. That's why they play the game. And, uh, you know, you could say the Packers are a better team. The reality is it doesn't matter. You know, it's who plays the best on that day. And that's why you play the game because nobody would have predicted that the Titans would lose. The Bucks would lose. The Packers would lose. And, you know, it's maybe some would have, but that'd be pretty tough bet for people to take. Um, they would take it, but I don't think you'd get even money on that. So it's a uh, it's hard to win a game and it's certainly hard to win playoff football, whether you're home or on the road. And a lot of times it comes down to a couple plays. They all matter in the end. But what I mean is they come down to a, a play or two at the end of the game. And, uh, you know, all four of them did this week. Tom, as always, we appreciate your time here on Let's Go. We will talk to you again next week after the championship games all the way through Super Bowl 56. Talk to you next week, Tom. Sounds great. Thanks, Scratchy. Have a great week. That's Tom Brady. Let's Go is brought to you by FTX. Download the FTX app now and get started in the crypto game. Our thanks to our producer, Dave the Snake Hagan, production assistance by Harris Fabishoff, and to our sponsors, Del Frisco's USAA, Ring, United Wholesale Mortgage, FTX, and GoldenNuggetCasino.com. Let's Go Podcast with Tom Brady was produced by 199 Productions in collaboration with Scratchy Productions. I'm Jim Gray. We will talk to you again next week right here 
on Sirius XM. Sirius XM Podcasts.